Good day, great people. My name is Lorenzo Nava, CEO of Rescogita, the startup grounded on social sustainability. And on this episode of the Sustainability Podcast Series, we are going to talk about the ESG, Environmental, Social and Governance Assessment Criteria. So, sit back, relax and enjoy. When we talk about governance, we mean rules, principles, rights, responsibilities, and expectations concerning how a body should function as a standard applicable to any type of body, be it in the private sector, public, or third sector. To this end, the ESG, Environment, Social and Governance Assessment, was created to apply in the private sector, non-financial elements as part of the process for the identification of risks and opportunities for growth. This helps manage investment risks and the performance ratings and reports help investors understand how a company takes risks into consideration, prevents them and generates sustainable financial returns. ESG aims at collecting and measuring metrics that are relevant to the objectives and plans, as well as accountability concerning social and environmental impact by showing the intangible assets of an enterprise and its social credit score, uh, thus impacting the value of the company, not just in financial terms. This standard sets a criteria to measure and report the sustainability of bodies, organizations and enterprises, and it is calculated on their performance, for example, the behavior towards the ESG issues identified, construction of reputation and, if any, gap between reality and perception. The environmental indicator regards the effects on the planet and its internal proceedings and functioning while the social ones concern relations with people, institutions, customers, and stakeholders. So let's dig a bit deeper on environmental, social, and governance criteria. We understand now that these are standards for operations that investors who are socially and environmentally responsible and conscious use to decide whether to potentially invest or not. How is this acting responsibility and proactively towards nature and how relationships are managed when it comes to employees, stakeholders, suppliers, customers, and <clears throat> the community <clears throat> where they operate. While governance concerns leadership, audits, internal controls, and shareholder rights. The good news is that ESG criteria are gaining ground and popularity when it comes to investment evaluation and started to become a branding exercise as many products placed on the market start to boast ESG criteria to the customers, while on the other hand, exposes those who don't meet the criteria and are considered more at risk due to the unsustainable practices. This we mostly witness today from the new generation of entrepreneurs and startups. Upon deciding on investment, that yes, make profit, and also match their values. 
ESG is not that complicated. It involves mostly behavior observation. For example, use of energy, generating waste, pollution, preservation of natural resources or treatment of animals are some of the criteria against which the ESG performance of a company is assessed. Part of the evaluation includes the environmental and social risks the company might face or cause, and how this is taken into account in strategic planning. For example, management of contaminated waste or emissions and how it complies with the regulating laws. When it comes to social criteria, the magnifying glass is on business relationships, such as the shared values with its suppliers and stakeholders, investments on local community improvements, corporate social responsibility, volunteering schemes, quality of working conditions for the employees, and health and safety standards, and the relationship with the other stakeholders. Moreover, investors would be very interested to find out in terms of governance how transparent the accounting methods are and how shareholders are treated and involved in decision-making. Measures in place to mitigate conflicts of interest, conflicts of interest and accountability of the board members. And of course, avoiding illegal practices and political lobbying to gain favors. One minus is that it is very unlikely for any enterprise to fully pass the test, which also leaves stakeholders and investors to prioritize what really matters. However, the model allows to set priorities and therefore positioning against the ESG criteria. It is unclear uh, international and national regulations make ESG is just a voluntary action on behalf of companies repositioning and working on a more positive and responsible reputation. So it is not mandatory, nor and also it is not yet fully accepted in the world of business. Whereas there are plenty of nasty businesses out there which are extremely profitable to invest in. But there is good news. And the good news is that there is an increase of investors that are starting to believe that ESG criteria are not only about ethics concern, are not only about ethics, but they also concern profitability of an investment, demonstrating the reliability, responsibility, and long-term planning of a company, which makes it a safer investment. And therefore, it's gaining ground. Thank you, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm looking forward to seeing you again on our next chapter to step-by-step -step uncover the meaning of sustainability and what it implies. Remember to follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn as Descogita Path to Reality and on our website www.descogita.academy and by all means, get in touch. We love feedback, we love interactions. So wherever you are now, please take very good care.